Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's video is about online dating and how things might not turn out the way you want it. Joining me today is Stories After Midnight. Please go check out his channel. His link is in the description. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I posted this in a comment in another post and another user suggested I share it here. So why not? So I've been on Grinder for about 10 years, five of which were legal. I'm not proud of it and had plenty of messed up experiences. This one in particular reminds me of when I was at a party without my car. I was 19 in college and my phone was at 10% but a decently hot Grinder guy said he could pick me up and we could hang out at his place before he drove me home. So of course I jumped on the opportunity. Anyway, we got to his place and he got me pretty drunk, which isn't usual for me, but never tried to make a move. I assumed he was gonna wait and just convinced me to stay the night later on. Finally, my phone died after about two hours. The last 1% lasted a lot longer than the rest. And I didn't even have to say anything before he noticed it was dead. Then he stood up and was like, well, let's go to the car then. When I asked him if he had a charger that I could use, he just said, no. After we got in the car, he got kind of quiet and less flirty, and I spaced out just enjoying his music and looking out the window. I didn't even notice that he never asked me where I lived until I realized we'd been driving for over an hour, not even towards my town, but into the canyons of Greater Salt Lake City. I asked him where we were going and he just said, thought we could just go for a drive. And my drunk ass was like, oh, okay. So anyway, to make a long story shorter, he ended up taking us about four or five miles down a dirt road with no signs or houses until it dead ended into this cabin with no lights on or cars outside. And he just parked and turned off his car. That's when the dread started to creep in as I sobered up. I said I drank too much and I should probably head home, but he didn't even respond. He just sat there staring at the cabin. Then he was like, you said you like to be kinky. You're pretty submissive, correct? And I was like, uh, uh, sure. But I just meant like normal rough kind of stuff. Nothing wild. And he started to sound a little annoyed. And his sentences seemed a little less carefully worded. Like he was spitting out the bare minimum effort in each thought. He said something about some of his favorite people are those who can find pleasure in pain. And if someone goes into shock enough times, eventually it becomes a drug and they crave it more. And then something about pushing a person into the deep end is the fastest way to teach them how to swim. At that point, I was scared enough to assert myself and said firmly, Okay, well, that sounds fun, but just not tonight. I just want to go home now. This place is creepy. And he just sighed and gripped his keys tighter. Then right as I glanced at his phone sitting in the cup holder, Right before it occurred to me to grab it, he snatches it up so fast and held it in his left hand, kind of like behind his head, making it clear that I wasn't going to go near it. I made this kind of, what, sound, and he just gave me this almost, I'm proud of you son, half smile, like dads do when they pat your shoulder or something. It was quiet, and he kept looking me up and down for a minute or so, then got a little bit more gruff and said, let's go inside. I have these friends you'll really like once you meet them. You'll feel a lot better. Or something to that extent. But he wasn't even trying to sound genuine or comforting like he had been doing so well earlier that night. 
Finally, I lied and spoke up a bit and told him. I told my roommates and my friends I was meeting up with you before you picked me up. I sent screenshots of your face and some on the convo. They're going to freak out if I don't charge my phone and reply to them in the next few hours. I tried not to make it sound accusatory, but more like I was just worried that my friends would go crazy. But it was clear he knew what I was implying. At that point, he let out an exasperated, grunty sigh and started the car and we drove away. He kept his headlights off all the way back down the dirt road for some reason. Driving back, I got nervous about him stalking me or coming after me in the future. So I tried to apologize and tell him I was down to hang out another time. But tonight was just not feeling great for me. Blah, blah, blah. He didn't say a single word to me the whole drive back. He didn't ask me where I lived and I didn't intend to tell him either. But he dropped me off at a McDonald's about 40 miles away from my apartment. And when I was stepping out, he suddenly leaned over and gave me a hard shove. So I almost fell out the rest of the way. He grabbed my backpack off the floor and flung it out his window across the parking lot and peeled out with the passenger door still open. He broke my laptop and cracked my phone and I had to ask a stranger to use their charger and call an Uber. But at this point, I was just so anxious to get home. I didn't really give a crap. What's so weird is how, while this was happening, even though I was terrified, I guess I wasn't thinking about exactly what he was planning to do with me. I just knew I needed to get away. So it wasn't until I got home and got in the shower that I realized how messed up it was and what might have happened if I let him walk me into the cabin. I remember just being so shaken and smacked by the reality of it. Almost felt like a panic attack. So I sat down in the shower with my head between my knees and cried till the water ran cold and I got out and woke up my roommate. I told him about it and he kind of calmed me down. So while I still have a grinder account, I really just use it for an ego boost. I'm reluctant to meet up with anyone from it now. Anyway, girls and guys, I suppose the moral of the story is, we gotta be goddamn careful out there. I should make this clear from the beginning, I have not always had the best taste in men. We'll get that out of the way now. After I split from my husband, and being hit on by the worst of the worst, my friend and I thought it would be funny to sign up for Tinder as a social experiment of sorts. At least then, I could control the men who talked to me, as well as provide my friends with hilarious screenshots. I will add, Tinder isn't all bad. I eventually met my fiance on the app. You win some, you lose some. I met a guy named Jason who seemed intelligent and had a successful career. After talking for a while, I agreed to meet up with him for some coffee he was attractive and seemed very attentive. It was a nice date and we made plans to meet up again for sushi. The next week we meet up for sushi and after what I thought was a good date, he suggests we go back to his apartment to watch some documentaries. I'm a sucker for documentaries and he didn't seem like a serial killer, so I agreed. As we sat on his couch, he turned on this obscure documentary about some musician from the 1950s, which I was fine with, but I noticed that he kept staring at me. Now attention can be flattering, or it can be downright creepy. Unfortunately, his attentiveness fell under the latter category. After a few minutes of actively ignoring his staring, he completely out of nowhere said, Can I taste you? I've always been a fan of serial killer documentaries, and I'm pretty sure this may have been one of Dahmer's pickup lines. So I politely declined and noped the hell out of there. 
At the time, I was creeped out, but chalked it up as a good fail Tinder date story. Here's where things get weird. He soon asked me out on another date, and although in my mind I wanted to scream, and that I would rather be waterboarded than spend one more time with him, I politely explained that due to going through a divorce, it was not good timing, and I wasn't truly ready to date anyone. We were not friends on social media, so I didn't think it was a huge deal. A month or so later, I met a man that I would eventually become engaged to. Again, via Tinder, and didn't give a second thought to Jason. After a few months, there were pictures of my now fiance and I on Facebook and Instagram. Around this time, my fiance, who I will call G, received a text message from a strange number, claiming to be one of his female friends. It was a very strange message, and basically propositioned him to come and have sex. He knew I was very out of character of one of his friends, as she knew that he was dating someone. So he immediately messaged his friend, and asked her if she had sent that message. She of course had nothing to do with it, and he didn't think much of it. I own my own house, so after about 6 months, G moved in with me. His friend fell upon hard times, and we welcomed her into our house to stay, until she was able to find an apartment. She began receiving messages on Instagram, calling her an ugly troll a slut, and making various and other disparaging remarks. Around this time, we had noticed that a white car had been sitting outside our house periodically. I live in a very rural area, and there's no parking on the street. About twice a week, we would see this white vehicle. At first we thought it may be my ex-husband, or someone that he knew. Again, we didn't have a good split. Maybe a month later, G received a message on Instagram telling him that he would never be good enough for me that he was a terrible boyfriend, and that if he hurt me, that this person would hurt him. He texted me from work asking if I received any strange messages, and let me know that something kind of weird just happened. I let him know that I had not, and asked him what was going on. He sent me screenshots of the messages, and I noticed that the person who had sent him was also following me on Instagram. I looked at the profile, and the only people he had followed were men who commented on my photos, or females who followed G. Once I knew about the messages received from both G and his friends, I started to panic about the white car that would watch over our house. We literally live across the street from a cornfield. There is never any reason for someone sitting outside our house who we didn't know. After this came to light, I couldn't think of who might have created these fake profiles to bully people who I was involved with. But I saw even the fake name was Jason. When he explained the strange text message to his friend, the message she had received, I was struggling to figure out who may be doing this. I went through all my social media and Snapchat and I found that Jason was following me. I had never given him my last name and I'm still not sure how he was able to find me. He was the only person who fit the situation and the rude messages continued throughout the day. I knew that Jason worked at a tech developer and would have known how to create a fake phone number and seek out my information. On top of going through a nasty divorce, I also have two small children. G finally sent a message to Jason, conveying that the police would not be happy with someone harassing a woman with two small children, and then all the messages and communication finally stopped. I spent all night reading through these. Some of these stories are truly bizarre. It inspired me to write about my incident that normally I would hate to even talk about because it was honestly one of the most disturbing things I have ever experienced. 
This all started in January 2019, so it's pretty recent. For some background context, I'm a young gay man living in a very populated city. So weird things are bound to happen, especially when using the gay dating app Grinder. I'm sure you've all heard of it. When this all started, I was living in a big city in northern Florida, but I had plans to move in the next few weeks. My two friends had came down to celebrate my moving away, and also one of their birthdays. We hung out in the city for a day, and then we drove to Miami together. It was a lot of fun, for the most part, but the story begins the last day of my vacationing there. We were at a brunch place, preparing to say goodbye to the city and drive back home so we could pack my things and relocate them to where I live now. I received a notification on Grindr saying that I had received a new message. I opened the message and it simply said hi or something of that sort. It was from a blank profile and it said it was sent using the feature called Explore, meaning this person wasn't local to Miami but lived elsewhere. I replied, not minding the faceless profile because a lot of men on the app weren't open with their sexuality and they didn't want to take the risk of people in their actual life finding out about them. We make small talk, exchange names and such. He seemed like a really nice person. He eventually sent me a few pictures of him and he was very attractive looking. He asked me for my number and I was so flustered by Miami and saying goodbye to my temporary friends and I just gave it to him without thinking about what could come of it. I now regret this deeply. We texted over the next few days and things seemed pretty normal. We talked a lot, just casual chit chat, asking about our careers, goals, etc. Nothing strange. And then I noticed a notification from a cash app that I had received $100 from a random username that I didn't recognize. The memo was an eggplant emoji. I was confused and started texting my friends, telling them that some random person accidentally sent me $100 and how he would have to send me more in order to ask me to return it since that was the only way you could communicate on this app. We got a laugh out of this and I decided to just return the money because I would be really upset if I was on the other end of the equation and I had generously donated that amount of money to some random person. Before I was able to do that though, my new grinder texted me and said, don't ask me for any more. That's all I can give you. I will block you if you ask me for any more. I was so confused. I never asked this man for any money. I have no idea how he even got my cash app username. I know you can look people up by using their phone numbers, but I hadn't even linked my new number out to this app yet. I replied asking how he got my information, but he wouldn't say anything about it. I guess I just dropped it because free money and I'm an idiot like that. Time goes on and things are getting a little weird between texts. He begins to ask me to send pictures of my feet, which in itself isn't weird. I don't like to kink shame, but something just felt very off about him at this point. It's as if I was talking to a new person. I tell him that he needs to calm down a bit and things were getting uncomfortable for me, to which he agrees. Time goes by and eventually insinuates that I should move back to Florida, to the city where he was located, and that he could take care of me. I firmly decline, which he says, well then, I will come to you. At this point, alarm bells are going off and I'm thinking, I've got to put an end to this. I don't reply right away and he tells me he's always wanted to come to my current city. What? How the hell did he know where I live? I didn't give him any of my social media or even if I had, 
There's no way that he could have known because I intentionally withheld that information online about me relocating as I was tired of everyone knowing my business. I've always had my location on Grinder set to off so he couldn't see where I was or how many miles away I was from him. I told him at this point he needs to leave me alone and I didn't wish to talk to him anymore. I didn't block him though because I was starting to get paranoid and wanted to have record of things he would say in case shit got super weird. Which of course it did. First, he told me that he was sorry for lying and sent me a few pictures of what he actually looked like. I hate to sound like a jerk, but something was seriously off with the way this person looked. Almost every picture had a big, disturbing smile and wide eyes staring directly into the camera, very close up. He was probably in his 30s and looked like he didn't take care of himself very well. His skin was uneven and gray and he had a short beard that looks like it hadn't had any maintenance at all, if that makes any sense. One of the pictures looked like it might have been an accident, because his face was blurry and was very angrily looking into the camera, with a hateful, evil expression on his face. He also sent me one of his mouth, but only his big smile picture. Nothing else was in it. There was pictures of his apartment, as well, and it looked almost empty, other than a small table with photographs of unknown people on it. Also a fire hydrant was in there. It was very weird. I didn't reply to any of these and that resulted in a sting of angry texts from him telling me that he wished he never met me and that he hates me. Throughout all of this weird, uncomfortable and filthy texts he sent, there were a few disturbing things. He sent me a link to his YouTube page, which I did end up viewing. And his videos were him just literally talking to himself and making jokes to himself. There were about 10 plus of them and I was the first viewer, although the videos had been up for months. If that wasn't weird enough, whenever he would pause in between sentences in the videos, I would hear faintly in the background what sounded like muffled screaming. And every so often after hearing the screaming, I would hear him hold back a very high pitched, sinister laugh that sounded nothing like him. I could tell from the sound quality that it was something that this man was producing and not a bystander. Most of the videos have since been deleted and I don't know why. I write poetry and at some point he was begging me to send some of my poetry. He also sent me a link to WordPress which I also viewed and the poems are somehow actually written by him like extremely beautiful poems. But I realized that the things he was saying in them made absolutely no sense. I tried analyzing them any way I could because I was trying to figure out what was wrong with this guy and none of them made sense. He would randomly send me small amounts of money on the app, I guess in an attempt to get me to talk to him. Fast forward a little bit and I was still receiving messages from him every 10 minutes that I wasn't replying to. These were weird. Here are what some of them said. Did you block me, you little bitch? You want to put me out of your life, you little bitch? That's fine. But it's an irreversible decision. When you push me out of your life, you don't get me back in. When you feel dumb about it later. And you will. I'm the best thing that has happened to you in years. It's a privilege to know me. You want to clear a space out for someone more deserving? Because you're an uppity little bitch. Not a problem. You're not getting rid of me. I withheld some of the more vile and descriptive ones. Describing what he would do to me sexually. Because I don't like to read them or think about them. He would also reply to his own texts almost instantly and apologized for what he said and told me please don't go and things like that. 
I finally broke down and told one of my best friends about this, who is also gay, but very muscular and protective of me. I don't know, he just makes me feel safe somehow, and I didn't know who else to tell. He immediately got real mad and took my phone and called him. He told him aggressively that he was my boyfriend, and the creepy grinder guy needs to stop reaching out. Grinder guy was silent, then suddenly starts hysterically laughing and making the most inhumane, god-awful noises I've ever heard. Speaking sentences that were English, but his words did not make sense together at all, and just really creeped us out. The look on my friend's face still gives me chills. He never gets uncomfortable, but he was just staring at me with a blank expression, and it was at that moment I realized that I should have blocked this man as soon as I realized something was off. I didn't know what to do, I guess. After the call, he texted me horrible things, and then says sorry, and this is a cycle for about 15 minutes until he sends me this. The private Facebook message you may see were all written before this conversation via text phone tonight, so naturally discard them. I had no idea what he was going on about this Facebook thing. I looked and couldn't find anything. This final exchange happened about a month and a half ago. I thought this was the end until about two weeks ago. I was exploring a nearby city with the same friend. We were walking out of the museum and I see someone that looked very familiar leaning against a cement wall to the left of the big stairs that were at the entry of the museum. He was staring at us, but I couldn't make anything out of it. I ignored it and we hopped on the bus to take us to a nearby restaurant for lunch. It wasn't until we got into the restaurant that I realized who the man was. It was him, the creepy grinder guy. I was sure of it. I have no idea how he knew where I was, but I knew he traveled over a thousand miles to come to this area I was living in. I didn't mention it to my friend because I seriously was really creeped out, but I think that I'm going to tell him when we hang out again because I don't want anything to happen to him either. Luckily, I moved again a few weeks later, this time very, very far away. I considered taking this to the police, but I don't know if I really have options. This was the weirdest, most uncomfortable experience of my life. Hello again. I've posted a few times on here about some of my creepy experiences, which have received some positive feedback, so I thought I'd share another. So back in 2014, when I was 21, I was in an on-again, off-again toxic relationship and was trying to get over him and move on, so I thought I'd give dating sites a crack. I tried a few, met a few guys, some decent that never went anywhere and some that were just plain looking for sex or had serious issues. I hadn't dated since high school, as I'd been in two long-term relationships fairly close together with people that I had known for a while. As I'm sure you can imagine, I was clueless. I wasn't used to guys trying to trick me into sex or leading me on or even how dating really worked. How many days after the date do I wait to text him? After a few failed attempts to find someone, I thought I'd broaden my horizons and really try to find someone serious. At the time I was talking to a couple of guys, the one that stood out was really nice. If not a slightly simple guy who I had a lot in common with, Liam. I didn't want to put my eggs in one basket, so I started talking to another guy that wasn't really my type, physically or mentally, but he was smart and funny so I thought I'd see how things played out, seeing as most of the guys that I picked based on gut feelings turned out to be terrible. 
This man who I nicknamed Guy, can't remember why now, but it was a running joke between us, was very, very persistent and very cocky, which I wasn't really into, but he seemed like a cool guy on the other hand, was very knowledgeable, quick-witted, and easy to talk to. We spoke on the phone a few times, and it was a reasonably good experience, but there was something about him I just didn't really like. As I mentioned previously, he was quite cocky, and used to do little annoying things like hang up without saying goodbye, and had an arrogant, pushy demeanor. One day on the phone, I pulled him up on it, and told him I believed that it was all a front, and that he wasn't that arrogant, and he was a lot nicer than he let on. I also picked him up on he had an ex-girlfriend who broke up with him because he was too much of a pushover. So he decided that women liked guys that were on the arrogant side. I told him I didn't at all, and I spoke to him because I felt there was something more than that to his personality. I also picked him up on little things in his profile such as not liking fat chicks and other things. I am a bigger girl so I asked him if that was a problem, to which he responded that it wasn't. He had just written that to make himself look better. I accepted his excuse and hoped for the best. I decided I needed to try different kinds of men if I wanted to find someone, so I gave Guy a chance. He often suggested meeting at his place over pizza and movies, which I wasn't quite comfortable with, so I suggested he come out to a club with a few friends which he declined and tried to convince me to come back to his place, to which I wasn't really keen on. After he clicked on that I wasn't coming over to his house in the middle of the night, he suggested we go out for coffee. As I didn't drive, he suggested that he'd pick me up, which I didn't really think was a good idea, but agreed in the end. We decided to go to a local coffee shop that I was quite fond on, which was open throughout the night. At around 8 he picked me up and we exchanged pleasantries, and once we were seated, I was genuinely surprised by his attentiveness and how much interest he displayed, asking me many questions about myself. Still something didn't sit right. It wasn't that I didn't like him, there was just something that made me feel uncomfortable. All went well, we chatted about this and that, until the questions took a strange turn. Have you ever just kissed anyone just simply because you were horny? He asked rather loudly considering we were in a crowded cafe. I was taken aback and embarrassed and hesitated before stuttering. Uh, no, not really. I think that's more of a male thing. I can't say I've done that. No. Sounds sexist. Shut up, I was under pressure. He then asked me a few more innocent questions before switching the topic back asking if I liked oral sex and other oddly worded questions that I can't remember. Sexual questions that were unusual. I lightly told him that it was rude to ask me that, but still was tolerant of him. I've encountered many douches and at that time, I felt it wouldn't get much better. Not long after this, he suggested we leave. By this, I thought he meant part ways as he knew I had to meet up with a friend not long after coffee. I was wrong. We went to the counter, and he offered to pay, to which I declined. Luckily he did, because ironically I had left my wallet at home. I felt like such a cliché, but felt super guilty, as it makes me feel bad when anyone pays for me. 
When we got in the car, he started to drive a different direction to where I lived, which was five minutes away. I asked where we were going, and he pulled up in a street nearby with little to no streetlights that was extremely dim and parked outside a random house. I asked him what we were doing there, and he told me he wanted to talk in private, to which I responded that we can talk in private out front of my house. He argued that it wouldn't be private, and that people would look out of windows. I stupidly told him that no one would, because only my sister was home, and I would text her not to. He kicked up a bit, and got slightly angry before agreeing to take me home. This should have been enough for me, but no, I was naive and lonely. When we parked out the front of my house, we started talking, and he tried to lean in to kiss me, to which I kept pulling away and giving off negative body language, but still was friendly. After a bit, he started asking me to look at him, to which I made jokes. Sometimes in stressful situations, I make jokes to clear the tension. Bad habit. And kept my distance until he basically turned my head and kissed me. I just went with it as I was lonely and thought he wasn't that bad looking. And I reasoned that a kiss was just a kiss. After a few seconds, I tried to pull away, and he pulled me into a bear hug, to which I half-heartedly tried to get out of. I gave up and continued kissing him. A little while later, I tried to pull away, and he put me in almost a headlock-type hold. Still, somehow I wasn't concerned enough to get the F out of there. We stopped kissing after a bit and continued talking. He asked if I'd sit in the back seat with him to cuddle, to which I hesitantly said yes. Once we got in the back, we cuddled and talked, but then he kept grabbing at my chest and my crotch. I just kept telling him to stop because it was pissing me off. He was doing it in a jokey way like, whoops, accidentally brushed your boob. I didn't take it too seriously until it happened a few times, and I told him that he had had his feel, and enough was enough. I wasn't good at saying no to men back then, not that it's any excuse. After a couple of times, I said I was moving the other side of the car so he couldn't touch me. I sat there, and we continued talking, when all of a sudden, he reached out and pulled me in for a cuddle. He was playing with my hair when all of a sudden he pushed my head down, hair wrapped in his hands. I was confused, and tried to push my head back up when he roughly pushed it down again. I realized what he was doing. I don't know how I did it. Guy was around 6'2 and 120 kilograms, but I managed to get myself out of his grip and get out of the car. As I was getting out, he yelled out to come back, that he didn't do anything. You know what you freaking did. Thanks for the dang coffee. I said as I slammed his door in his face. I walked quickly, but steadily to my front door even though I was petrified, as I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of seeing me running. He continued yelling out that he had done nothing wrong the whole time I was walking. I banged down my front door and my younger sister opened it to see me in tears. I told her what happened and eventually settled down. I swiftly blocked him on Facebook and vowed never to talk to him again. I kid you not, three days later while at work, I received a text message from him. Hey, you want to get coffee tonight? No. Why reply then? After an hour of no response. Ah, I see what you did there. 
I'm just curious why you'd even bother asking. Because I think you're cute. I'm curious why you're answering. I sent a picture that read, You smell like hidden motives. Get away from me. Pretty sure my motives tasted fine when my tongue was dead in your throat the other night. I never made contact again after that and blocked his number. A few years on, I was telling someone about him and decided to unblock him on Facebook to show her when I noticed that I had now had a mutual friend. The mutual friend was a girl I had been extremely close with in high school who confessed to me that she had been raped from a child onward. I was the only one she ever told and I helped her find the courage to put the piece of crap away so naturally I freaked and messaged her. I told her the whole story and she was stunned. She told me that he worked with her and now lectured something to do with justice at a local university which was laughable. She told me that he had harassed her for months about going on a date with him and would occasionally get quite nasty. In all the time she knew him, she felt uncomfortable around him, even when he was nice. He chopped and changed quite regularly, apparently, and she felt kind of intimidated most times. He would guilt, pressure, and have a go at her about this date or not messaging him back, etc. Very full-on, almost stalkerish. She ended up getting a boyfriend, and he was furious, and she didn't hear from him after that. Judging by our time frames... She met him around three to six months after I did. I'm sure I've left some minor details out, as it's all a bit blurry, and my dad died after the event with him, so if I remember anything else, I will add to it. Thanks for listening.